This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast Show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. Supper it, everybody. Fucking Friday. Happy fucking Friday. April 21st. Happy fucking Friday. Casual Friday. Uh, as I said earlier this week in one of my episodes, I'm going to get on this daily doing it shit. And now when I say daily, I mean weekdays because I am going to need some time. All I want to say is I am really experiencing such a shift. <sighs> Leveled up. I really feel as though my mind is at its mental peak and I am going to fucking kill it this year. Starting with this podcast. I am going to do weekday episodes every day throughout the week. So that you guys can hear from all of my fucking sparkling personalities. Right? Who needs one niche when you can have like an infinity? I'm pretty excited about it. Looking forward to it. This week, what did we talk about? We talked about... Things that I like in my friends, like people who shop at the lost and found and throw away dirty dishes instead of cleaning them. Boom. Then yesterday we talked about, what did we talk about yesterday? Oh, how I'm a genius and I already know. Listen to that episode if you didn't catch it, because I'm pretty sure I cracked the fucking Da Vinci Code on that. You're welcome. And I know that I mentioned on the end of both of those shows that today what I was going to talk about was my freaking recent Spring break, road trip, vacation with my family to Southern California so we could do a tour a la all the theme parks down there. Universal Studios, Disneyland, and Disney California. I was hoping that I was going to have some epic shit to tell you guys. And you know what? And I still do. But, you know, what is it about family that just makes things go from okay to no k like last i checked i mean i had to look up the definition today of what a vacation how how people define the word vacation because i feel like our family vacations are never what this definition says it's supposed to be according to the fucking google dictionary or wherever the hell i looked up this definition a vacation is an extended period of leisure and recreation especially one spent away from home or in traveling with friends and family supposed to go away to just get away from all the hustle bustle. Even if it's with people that you see regularly, you know what I mean? It's not like a family reunion where we're all getting together. We haven't seen each other in years. No, I see my parents every day. I live with my boyfriend and my son. We are in each other's business all the time. But it's always, you know, just amidst all the scheduling, the fucking wrestling classes, the going to work and 40 hours a week shit or trying to balance laundry or podcasts. and Fuck. You know, we just rarely get a chance to sit down and enjoy each other's presence most and and that's how a lot of people live that's not i'm not saying we're like some horribly disconnected family or else we wouldn't have even been going on a vacation but the whole point of going on the vacation is to experience each other in a different environment under less stressful circumstances we're supposed to just be life is good keep calm and carry the fuck on we can just chill kick back sleep eat, laugh, 
life's good, right? That's what vacations are supposed to be. And ours never seem to ever get that way. I think one factor that plays a pretty big role in why this happens is we always think it's going to be some great epic adventure. We plan it. We wish for it, want for it, try to prepare for it so tough. And then when it all goes down the shitter like it typically does in our good old-fashioned family way, it's disappointing. You know, and it kind of leaves you with that fucking feeling of, well, that's how it always goes. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't go that way. Especially since, you know, four out of five of us that went on this vacation are fucking adults. We should have been able to move past our own bullshit. You know, we should have been able to put our feelings in our asses, get over ourselves, continue on with the vacation in a happy, merry way. And unfortunately, you know, we did not rise to the occasion. A little comical, though. That's why I'm going to share it today. Um, so let's go through the who, what, where, and why and all that shit first really fast just so we can get the, the foundation down. So I gave all of my family members like little nicknames. Maybe you can think of them as like fucking rap names or some shit. Like if, if we were all rappers, these are what our fucking names would be. As far as describing how we were behaving on this fucking trip. So let's start with my parents, shall we? We have Papa Pouty Pants. Then we have Go-Go Gadget Grandma. Because I swear to God, my mom, you could fucking steal her shoes, break her feet, and she is still going to get through that theme park with a fucking smile on her face and buy my son whatever the fuck he wants all along the way. That's how my mom is. She's a fucking, she is a force to be reckoned with, man. Better watch out. She's going to get there. She's going to be happy doing it. And you uh, better not complain along the way because she's not going to have no sympathy for you. She's how she is. She can be a little cold-blooded. Then we have my boyfriend who I'm thinking his name is Disney or Die Dad. Because as I'll explain in a minute, my boyfriend has a deep, um, uncomparable connection to Disney. I know a lot of you guys are like big Disney fans. You might have Disney tattoos or favorite Disney movies and songs and princesses. My boyfriend's connection to Disneyland shits on anything you guys think you might have. You'll see in a minute. Then there's me. And I'm calling myself Lucky Loophole Linny. Because I'm basically a consumer on this trip. I can't really contribute much. Except for maybe a... Uh, corner to cut that nobody else in the group thought of that actually came through in the clutch might I add but that's my nickname and then there's my son JP just perfect because you know what out of everybody in this fucking group he's the only one that acted his age the entire time he was a fucking doll I love my son sure he could be a pill he's 10 he I expect it from whatever I expected my son to do or behave or act he did that he rose to the occasion he is the only one who played his position. Go JP. Okay? So those are the that's the who of all this trip. The what is it was a road trip to where? Southern California, Universal Studios, Disneyland and Disney California to be specific. When it was during spring break, right after my birthday. It was going to be a four nights, five days trip. Two days we're going to be travel only driving there and back and then we're going to have three days of fun at all the parks. We were going to get one day at each park. One day at Universal. One day at Disneyland and one day at Disney California. That's it. We got to make it all count. Why? Why did we want to go on this trip? Because we were overdue for a vacay. My son had been wanting to go to uh, Universal Studios because they had a new Mario Land and all the shit. And my family has always been big Disney fans. We used to go pretty regularly when we were younger, like at least once every two years, if not more often. 
And how the fuck we were going to get this done, I don't know, by the grace of God, a lick and a prayer, Jesus crossing our fingers. <sighs> so here we go. Here's the, uh, again, now that we gave you the basics of the, uh, you know, the dynamics that we're going to be in this group, I just want to touch on a couple other ingredients as to why this vacation dysfunction really, you know, was what it was. First of all, understand that my parents, my son's grandparents, we have two grandparents in this in this mix, okay? Who have a well-known reputation of poor teamwork skills when it comes to vacationing. Specifically with navigation. <laughs> Jesus. They're funding the trip, and so they feel the need to lead the way in this caravan of chaos. But they just do not work well with directions. Fuck. And I don't know how that works because we have fucking GPS and phones that you literally yell the directions at you and they still can't figure it out. I don't know how the fuck we got anywhere when we had MapQuest and had to actually like print the directions out and use them as if we were going to go on some fucking pirate treasure hunt. Where heaven forbid you not be paying attention to the actual miles until the next turn. And before you know it, you've been blown past that fucking turn for at least 20 minutes. Now you got to turn around and hope some motherfucker with seven teeth at the gas station can direct you you don't know where the fuck you are i mean it was that was a challenge but for some reason my parents have made the conveniences that most of us enjoy more of a challenge skill that skill is what that is the next little ingredient is that the mommy son duo in this mix me and my son although that only technically contains one kid it's like in reality it's two kids i'm like a grown-ass kid one because i fucking just want to have fun and i'm always probably gonna be in a state of perma not grow up you know <laughs> other than my big bertha suitcase that i'm bringing along with me i'm not contributing much to this trip simply because i can't i don't have any money to throw in i am a licensed driver but there's no way in hell anyone in this group is gonna let me drive any leg of the journey they don't want me in there fucking behind their wheel of their car the only thing i was able to kind of chip in with was a dope-ass loophole that i thought of last minute the day before we left that really came through the trip would not have had any success had it not been for my fucking loophole the loophole was basically since me my son and my mom are all dumb dumb adhders theme parks now try to make accommodations for people who have developmental disorders people who may have a hard time standing still waiting in line poor impulse control all that jazz three out of five of the people in our group we qualify we got so much ADHD and dysfunction in our group. There's no way you could take our special ed sparkle off of us. There's no way. So they have these passes called DOS passes, which, which I believe is like disability, accessibility, something. And basically what that means is we get to cut the entire fucking line of any fucking ride we want and just go get on that shit for the most part. And... And I'll elaborate a little bit how I, I like even kept looking for more loopholes along the way because there's some rides where when we go to the line, there's like a lightning line where it's like, okay, you can kind of get to the front, but if there's other people in the lightning line too, because there's other people that have that pass or they just have special passes that they purchased to get the little skip everybody feature. Usually what they'll ask you at the beginning of the ride when you're scanning your little DOS passes is, do you guys have a hard time with stairs? And originally I was like, no, no, we're good. But after a while I caught on, I was like, no. If we say we have a problem with stairs, they're going to put us in that elevator that just dings us right down to the fucking cart we're supposed to get in for the ride. Yep, yep, bitch, I'm allergic to stairs. I'll get hives. Uh-uh, we can't do stairs. All of us, none of us can do stairs. Thanks, Disney. 
That shit was boss, dude. That was one of the best ideas I've ever had in my life. And it wasn't even like a scam or anything. It literally was a legit loophole. We qualified for that three times fucking over. So I don't want to hear anybody talking about your cheating. That's not what it's for. It is, bitch. I am what it's for. Fuck off. Hating ass, bitter ass, bitch. Then we have my boyfriend, who again, you guys are not even going to understand the connection that he has to Disneyland. It's pretty fucking mind-boggling. And what sucks is <laughs> I just like wasn't listening the first couple times he told me about it. I've been with this guy for like four years and he's, from the get, he's kind of told me that he was related to somebody who worked side by side with the Walt Disney, okay? I'm not expecting anybody to know his name because usually people don't really look into the Disney franchise and all the people that are, uh, you know, employed there. But if you're interested, feel free to look up a name, Marty Sklar. Because he's a pretty big fucking deal. And he just happens to be my boyfriend's uncle. Um, let me just read you a little bit about what I read him read about him online. Although I could just kind of, although I could probably just spew out all the things that my boyfriend has told me about him, I don't want to get anything wrong because that's how big of a fucking deal this guy was. Okay, you guys, you guys, anybody who's familiar with Disney, they know who Walt Disney was, and they also probably have heard the term Imagineering, right? Right. So Marty Sklar was the principal creative executive of Walt Disney's Imagineering. It all started with him just trying to write a, a newspaper story about him. But I guess Walt Disney was so impressed with how Scl uh, Marty Sklar presented himself, how well he spoke and was able to put his thoughts together, that he ended up just hiring full time to do a Disney do newspaper and then worked alongside him. He wrote a speeches for him. He basically became his mentor, Walt Disney. Walt Disney basically became Marty Sklar's mentor. Um, it's pretty amazing the level of involvement all the layers of disney that marty sklar had his hand in <laughs> it's crazy i think he is the only person the only individual in the whole fucking world who was present for every single disneyland amusement park opening day every single one paris other ones so unfortunately marty sklar has passed my my boyfriend's uncle has passed he passed away in 2017 this little blurb about him is pretty impressive. So it says his retirement in 2006 marked the end of an era. He was one of the last remaining executives to have worked alongside Walt Disney in shaping the company into a global powerhouse. Sklar, who last served as principal creative executive of Walt Disney's Imagineering, the storied theme park design and development outfit, was so closely associated with the company's namesake that he became known as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That ring any bells from Fantasia? You're not a Disney fan if it doesn't, so told you guys i told you guys this was he was like like there's like walt disney the way i'm reading this is it's like walt disney and then marty sklar holy shit holy shit and i don't know how i never grasped this when my boyfriend was trying to tell me about it in years prior um so he started working for walt disney when he was like 21 and worked there until he retired that was like basically his only fucking job damn near he grew up in long beach um, and he ended up retiring and then passing away in his Hollywood Hills home. And when I say his Hollywood Hills home, it's it, it's exactly what it sounds like. <clears throat> you guys ever heard of Mulholland Drive? I didn't even know that place was real. I thought that was just a fucking street that they use in Hollywood movies. No, that's a real fucking place. It's where Marty Sklar, my boyfriend's uncle, lives. 
or lived, and now his uh, surviving wife lives there. Like up there with fucking Gwyneth Paltrow and shit, people. He, it's a, oh my God. And the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because, you know, after COVID and all these different things that have been happening over the past years, my, my boyfriend hasn't been able to see that side of his family in like six years. And because we're going to be right around the motherfucking corner, his aunt like invited us to come visit for a little bit. I'd never met her. She never met any of my family. My boyfriend hasn't seen her in forever. Why don't we come fucking have a little visit in their Hollywood Hills home? Don't mind if I do. Oh my God, I'm going to be rubbing elbows with elite here, people. And I mean elite. When we fucking are driving up to this house, it's nothing but Range Rovers, fucking gated houses that got big ass fucking artwork in the front yard and shit. Oh my God, and their house was no exception. Had a little gate that we had to get buzzed into. You pull into this beautiful fucking stone driveway. Everything is just stone. Everything in there was stone. It was so beautiful. All this metal twisted art sculptures that were fucking huge in their front yard. We pull up in our little fucking harness CRV. Oh, my little fucking... I just feel janky instantly. Instantly pulling up, I feel less than. And not by anything that, that his uh, my boyfriend's family made us feel. That's just how... That's just what the place did. It had that much of an impression. It's like, holy shit. This might be the highlight of the fucking trip right here, right? So she welcomes us in. She's this tiny little lady who's just so sweet and she's just so widow. Instantly, we get a tour of all the Disney... Uh, tchotchkes, all the Disney history that they have there. They got Mickey Mouse chairs and all this shit. Holy shit. They have beautiful artwork everywhere in the whole fucking house. And everywhere you go in that house, you look down the hall and it's a whole nother fucking 20 feet of just gorgeous. Everywhere you look, that fucking, it's never ending. It just keeps going and going and going. These fucking rich motherfucking people. You know what they got in their backyard along with a pool? A full-size fucking tennis court the fuck god i'm like i'm sitting in there trying not to look totally as uncomfortable as i feel i got one hand underneath my other hand that's holding the cookie i'm like trying to catch my cookie crumbs and shit shit that i never do but i'm trying to look like i might belong in a place like this even though i'm sure it really is obvious that i don't my sticky hand kid walking around and shit i'm so nervous he's gonna break something everything in that house was gorgeous just i mean the fucking walls were gorgeous the floors were gorgeous the bathrooms were gorgeous every motherfucking thing was awesome holy shit how did I not grasp what my boyfriend was saying? I probably wasn't listening. I was probably was just like, okay, great. He, awesome. That's cool. He had an office at Disney. Go him. No, bitch. He was damn near second in command. The sorcerer's apprentice. Okay. So now that I've uh, gushed enough about that, because it is a big fucking deal. But so I just want to say all that to speak to why my boyfriend is very emotional and sentimental and nostalgic about Disneyland. Because that did have an impact on our trip although i loved visiting with his aunt his, the, the visit with his aunt beautiful that was probably looking back now the most successful part of the trip my dad didn't go because he wanted to take a nap fucking asshole but me my mom my son and my boyfriend all went up there to visit her it was an awesome little visit nothing was forced or fake or felt awkward at all it just it all kind of flowed really naturally they were easy to be around laughing fun shit it was a great fucking visit. I have no complaints about that visit. It was amazing. Okay. So that's our first trip down there. After my parents, you know, missed the fucking turn to the hotel at least three times. We like failed on arrival because we couldn't even get there between Magellan 1 and Magellan Cant up there in the fucking front of the caravan. 
Then we go to that awesome dinner with my boyfriend's aunt. Or the awesome visit with my boyfriend's aunt. We had a fat-ass pizza afterwards for dinner. Then we went to sleep because the next day we were going to go to Universal. We get up for Universal. My mom is uh, just so bothered because her AAA fucking trip planner person, she was supposed to find somewhere for continental breakfast and this fucking hotel doesn't have continental. Okay, easy, man. We just need some food. Stop making this so much work right off the bat, people. It's like we can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves but think so far in ahead and trying to plan everything that, that when it does go wrong, ah, ah, great, great, no, ah, fucking blame the AAA, bitch. It's not that big of a deal, mom. Not only is it not that big of a deal because I don't care if we get a continental breakfast, but you and I both know, bitch, that you have enough fucking shit in the back of your seat of your car. We can survive fucking three earthquakes. Stop it. We got Nutri-Grain bars. We got all the shit in there because of you. You will never, ever be able to go on a road trip without some kind of snack bag. And we all know it. We know that we're going to survive. We'll get to the park. Ooh, so, right? But no. <clears throat> she is insistent that we have some kind of fucking croissant from this little cafe that's next to the fucking hotel. I don't care, Mom. Fine. Fuck. But then we get to Universal Studios. First thing we do is we go get that little special needs pass, bitches. And we go to that brand new Mario Land, to the brand new Mario ride, where there just happens to be a wait time of 180 minutes. And guess how many minutes we had to wait? Like three. <laughs> You're welcome, family. You're welcome. That is all thanks to Loophole Lenny. You are fucking welcome. That's more than any any little financial contribution, more than any little fucking... I got 20 on this dinner or whatever the hell. Everybody knows that shit was vital. And I was happy to oblige. I was happy to provide that for them because that was all I could really provide. And so I didn't feel as useless. Like I usually do on family trips. You know, I was feeling pretty good about myself. Universal Studios was a basically successful day. However, one like kind of recurring theme that I'm seeing happening during these, this, uh, day is anytime we're done with a ride or anytime we're trying to decide something to eat or perhaps if my son wants to shop at a store which he does a lot he likes to shop we kind of get into this group vote process where everybody claims that they don't care they don't care what we eat we're just whatever everybody else wants they don't care what ride we go on next you know as long as we get to go on the rides that everybody wants to go on we don't care we don't care i don't care you don't care i don't care nobody don't care nobody cares no but actually in reality Everybody cares because every time we finally decide on a ride to go on next or a fucking restaurant to eat at, all of a sudden somebody got an attitude about it. Oh, JP can't eat there. He can only eat fucking pizza and air. Um, or JP doesn't want to go on any upside down. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be like at JP because in all actuality, it wasn't even JP complaining. It was everybody else having these little preconceived notions and they're trying to avoid a problem by making one. Basically, it's really fucking irritating. But for whatever reason, that first day went off without a hitch. We got through it. Wasn't a big deal. The worst thing about that day, I think, was trying to find a fucking Uber to get there. And with L.A. traffic, good luck. We might as well have just fucking, you know, flew by carrier pigeon or something back to the hotel because that was a long wait for an Uber. But that's just the area. It wasn't really our fault. Anybody's fault. So after a successful last day at Universal Studios, we go and pack up all our shit and we start beelining towards Anaheim because the next day we're gonna go to Disneyland the happiest motherfucking place on earth so they say 
So we get to our new uh, place that we're staying at, which is a lot nicer than the first house. The, the first, I mean, first house. The first hotel was a basic hotel, you know? This, the second round of uh, accommodations was like, they were like little villas. They were so cool. They had full kitchens and shit. Really nice. And it was like right down the street from the park. Although it was right down the street from the park, though, my parents are cheap and they don't want to pay for parking. So we're going to find some kind of shuttle service that we're going to do, which is fine. But we probably could have walked, but... My mom is very, she's trying her best to plan every detail out and trying to avoid any foreseen or possible problem that might arise. And doing that sets us up to be disappointed. When we have expectations like that, we get disappointed because shit doesn't always go to plan, especially with our fucking family, man. We are not together people. Like on a good day, maybe two of us will have our shit together, but the other two are going to be fucking it off and the other one that's left over, it's like they just have to decide what side they're going to be on. It's it's all a toss-up every fucking morning. But it's okay because vacations aren't supposed to be so much work. The park is open till fucking midnight 30, people. We don't have to get there at the butt-ass crack of dawn. We don't. We don't have to be the first one in line at the fucking security thing where we got to get our purses checked and shit. We don't. The park will be there all day. But my mom's mode is, we only have one day here. We only have one day here. It is not that extensive of a park. Yes, there's new Star Wars lands. Yes, there's a shit ton of rides. But we don't need to go on every fucking ride, do we? Do we really need to indulge in these fantasy land rides anymore? Like, come on, the Peter Pan ride? Some of those rides are kind of so old and uncomfortable. They're not even fun to ride. They're like, they kind of hurt. But when you have a member in your squad that has deep personal roots, ties, connections to Disney, sometimes they put up a little bit of a stink. But it's never just a direct stink. It's always a very passive-aggressive stink, which I don't do well with. I don't do well with passive-aggressive shit. If you have a problem, fucking speak on it and we can fucking solve it. But if you're going to do this humdrum, pouty-wouty shit, I might just ignore you and not give a fuck anymore. Especially if you're going to act like a kid. I might just have to uh, keep it pushing. Hang out with my son and only my son. Because my boyfriend is kind of getting a little too sentimental throughout this trip. Disneyland did not go well. We got started a little late because we are on vacation and we should be able to get there late. But oh my god, we only have one day. Okay, fuck. Even though we still get the little DOS pass that's going to get us onto the pew, pew, pew rides. Everybody seemed to have a problem. My son, who... Really, like, shopping kind of does dictate how well his trip's going to go. Especially when he's already, like, been looking online weeks before we go to the park to decide what kind of thing he wants. And what he really wants this year, despite not really being a super huge Star Wars fan, he read online somewhere that they have these fucking lightsabers that are basically the most realistic you can get. And you want to know how much they cost? Two hundred dollars. I'm pausing for the cause on that one because there is no fucking way in hell my parents would have bought me a toy that was damn near as much as my goddamn ticket to get into the park just because I wanted it. But that's go, go, gadget grandma. She's ready to go, go, go. And we're going to get that shit because JP wants no questions asked. That's her fucking motto. However, she was trying to kind of put a little bit of a, a rule with it because she knows my son, I know my son, and my son knows my son. He might think that if we buy that thing first thing in the morning that he's going to want to hold it all day, but we know better. My son can't hold air for two seconds. And I know that me and my mom don't want to try to stuff this fucking lightsaber in our backpacks because then my son's going to be fucking paranoid about it all day like he is about his goddamn Pokemon cards. Like, ah, you're bending it, you're scratching it. Okay, 
Jeb, guess what? We'll get you that goddamn expensive-ass piece of plastic, but it's going to be the end of the day because we don't want to walk around with this shit all day. He lightweight throws a fit, which irritates my boyfriend because he just looks at him like he's some spoiled brat who should just appreciate, you know, the fucking bricks we're walking on here. And then there's my dad who really couldn't care less, but he wants his coffee. And when I go to get his coffee, he counts out the exact change for me to pay for it with. Coffee was fucking $4.08. He accidentally handed me four seventeen, and then when I came back and told him it was four oh eight, he asked me where his change was. These are all the dynamics. Oh, by the way, add Aunt Flo in there unexpectedly. Shit. No matter how much I packed in my big birthday suitcase, I was not ready to need underwear. I'm not an underwear person, but now all of a sudden I'm going to need some underwear. Fuck. Okay, but just keep it pushing, Lindsay. It's Disneyland. We only have one day. Ugh. So although we went on like one ride successfully in the morning and then spent a whole nother like 45 minutes while my son decided which lightsaber he was going to pick out later that day, he ends up getting a headache. He's been really having a hard time with allergies and he does get really bad headaches where the sinus pressure is just incredible. And I don't care if we only get one day here. This is not our first fucking time to Disneyland. And for all the adults here who are trying to have their little pout lip out right now, I need you to fucking suck it back in and put your feelings in your ass because this isn't about you. It's about the kid. It's the kid's trip. It's a kid trip. It's a kid place. You already have your kid memories from this goddamn park. Can my kid get some too? He's not going to be able to get any if he has a sinus pressure headache exploding. Like, So we're going to have to go back to the hotel because my son is not feeling good and fuck what everybody else feels. So we go back to the hotel, and of course, as soon as we get back to the hotel, my son feels fine. He's giggling like a little idiot, and I'm like, fuck. I just made this big hem-haw about how it's about the kid, and let the kid be. So I told my son, I'm like, dude, just come lay in the bed with me for like 30 minutes, please, so we can save a little bit of face. <sighs> fuck, because my boyfriend's all mad. My mom's kind of annoyed because you only got one day. My dad doesn't really care at this point, but he's uh, he's starting to feel the tension, which is going to feed into his little bullshit the next day. By the time we get back to the park, now it's kind of like crunch time. We got to go on all these rides that are classics, the ones that we really wanted to go on. Not necessarily every fucking ride in the park, but we wanted to do all the mountains, basically. Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, and Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain, this is like the last year Splash Mountain is going to have the theme that it has always had. The little bears and racist shit singing along. So we wanted to get on Space Ma- or Splash Mountain one more time before it changes. Even though it's going to be the same ride, it's basically the decorations that are changing. But we wanted to get on the last time for this classic ride, you know, shit. But it wasn't that hot in the area on that day in particular. And because we were getting back to the park a little bit later in the day, like, you know, early evening, breezes were picking up and shit. My son, who is a little bit of a punk when it comes to rides, like he's kind of a scary cat, which drives me nuts. Because, man, I couldn't wait to get on roller coasters. My dad snuck me on roller coasters before I was tall enough because I just wanted to go on them so bad. My son is not like that. He has no problem just sitting there and watching. I have offered to pay my son $100 before to go on a fucking ride with me and he won't do it. Takes everything in me not to call him a pussy. Anyways. So, but we convince him he has to go on Splash Mountain 1 because it's not some ride that does loop-de-loops and shit, kid. You can hang. They don't even have a fucking seatbelt for you on that ride. You just get in the log and you go. And I took the fall for everybody. I was like, okay, look, everybody, because you're all bitching about maybe getting cold or not being fun, I'll sit in the fucking front, okay? I don't mind. I'm a big girl. Or at least I thought I was. Because that ride got us fucking drenched. 
There was one drop on there where I swear to God, there was somebody standing in the shadows that just threw a bucket on us of water. I'm wringing out my clothes for like 10 fucking minutes after we get off that ride, and it is cold. I brought no other fucking insulation or other clothes. Didn't think we were going to get that sopping wet. Fuck. So my son, who was screaming the entire ride because he's scared to death, is now fucking really pissed because he's soaking wet. I'm soaking wet. My mom is soaking wet. Everybody's soaking wet. The only people who don't seem to care is my dad because he was sitting all the way in the back and didn't really get wet. And my fucking boyfriend because he's got hair everywhere on his body and he's always warm. So all he can do right now is look at us with a little fucking nose wrinkle because we're bitching about being wet and we're in Disneyland and we should be happy. Why can't you guys be happy? Fuck. Because we're wet and we're stressed out, god damn it. I wish we could have the, the, some fun in the happiest place on earth. God damn Disney diehard. Jesus. So he's pissy because he wants to go on Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain. Come on, man. Let's go get in line for these rides, you fucking 40-year-old child. Come on. Come on. We're all going to do it. We're going to freeze our asses off doing it. But you want to do it. Let's do it. Act like it's our first fucking rodeo or some shit. But come on, let's do it. Because I do want to, I want to appreciate what it is that he's going through when he's here. Because I know he's a very emotional, sentimental person. So I'm trying my best not to flash and spaz. And I wish the effort was reciprocated. Because I feel like he just was making it known that he was not uh, impressed or pleased with how the day went. Because that's his park of his dreams and shit. And we fucked it off. Oh my god. And on our, our way out of the park, I could have choked him because my boyfriend already kind of moves at a real glacial pace like he's very leisurely and he doesn't rush for nothing he doesn't care if fucking cars are coming down the street or whatever his his motto is they can wait and they usually have to with him he just walks slow naturally but in disneyland on our exit it's even more snail like speed of smell because he wants to admire every fucking window, every goddamn brick, every piece of cobblestone, every fucking little whatever on the way out. He is just stroll McGee, which really fucking pissed me off. I am freezing. My son is freezing. Everybody is done, dude. We went on all the rides you wanted to go on. We went on all the main rides everybody wanted to go on. We got the goddamn lightsaber at the last minute. We just, can we just get fucking back to the hotel? Do we have to do this walk of nostalgia with you? Christ, he didn't give a fuck. As I said, his motto is, they can wait, and we all had to. Peace. All right, so now we are on the last leg of the journey. We are going to Disney California, and I really only want to go on one ride here, and it's the roller coaster because I'm hoping I can get my son to go on it with me, which I didn't, failed. But Disney California, it's our last day. Maybe today won't be so much work. Maybe two days of, you know, stress will help us remember that this is a fucking vacay, people. Can we just chill? Because who cares if we end up going back to the hotel and not getting to go on every goddamn ride? We don't really want to go on every goddamn ride. We don't want to fucking stop at every goddamn food cart. Although my mom can't stop stuffing her face with fucking frozen bananas. That's her main goal anytime she goes to Disneyland. How many of those bad boys can I down? That's her shit. So we get to Disney California. And on this day, I decided, you know what? Everybody else's plans just keep going to shit. And what I see happen throughout these park visits is that really... All the indecision is what's stalling us up. And there's only so much indecision and so much disagreement between us. Because really what I see is that we just don't trust each other, basically. Somebody doesn't have all the information that they're, they should have in whatever decision they're making. Like maybe they don't understand that the ride they're wanting to go on is all the way across the park. When really we should hit this other one because it's right next door. 
or when people don't know where they're going, like my mom and my dad with directions. They fucking suck at them. Jesus Christ. Or we kind of never trust my son when he says he wants to go here and we know it's because there's a store over there. Motherfucker, you know you don't want to go on that ride. You're trying to go shop. Like none of us really trust each other. None of us really trust the other person's intentions. We never trust that the other person is going to try to take in consideration everybody's, you know, votes and shit. So what I decided that day when I woke up after I had some weed and that brilliant epiphany of mistrust is our main problem. I was like, you know what? What if I had this wild progressive idea that what if everybody had a job for making one decision like one categorical decision like one person can be in charge of our route through the fucking park they decide which ride we go on next you don't have to go on the ride if you don't want to you can sit away at the exit and hold the purses like a pansy if that's what you're you know if that's the shit you're on that day that's fine but one person is going to decide and everyone's going to trust them and we're not going to argue with it. Another person's going to decide where we eat. I decided it was going to be JP who decided that because he's the pickiest motherfucking eater in the whole group. Well, at least I thought. <laughs> but I gave everybody a job and everybody agreed to just trust the other people when they made the decision until it came time for lunch. Now, although men are real simple for the most part, but they need to eat. And my dad in particular, his whole fucking life revolves around goddamn lunch. And he's one of those people where he's like, no, I had that three nights ago. I can't have that again. You can. You can, though. You just don't want to because you're a high-maintenance motherfucker. And you just feel like throwing a wrench in everybody's goddamn amusement park plans right now. Because you just, you know. <sighs> Heaven forbid, Patty Pants Paul not get his fucking burger or whatever the fuck he wanted. Because that's when shit hit the fan. It was lunchtime in Disney, California. We were doing pretty good. We hit the Tower of Terror, screaming, all this shit. And while we go to some of those rides, we see this huge-ass food court that looks like it's supporting some huge food truck promotion type thing that day. Like, there's fucking food from every corner of the world. And all of us are kind of thinking, hmm, this looks like we, where we should do lunch. And at that point, we'd already kind of bribed JP out of his decision by buying him some little fucking toys. So really, we could have gone anywhere we wanted for lunch. And my mom, she's misinformed. And she takes us to some other direction in the park where they only have fucking weird-ass pasta and pizza, which none of us really wanted, except JP. And my dad had already voiced his opinion of specifically wanting a burger. But you know what, Dad? You senior citizen, 63-year-old grown man, get over it. You can have a burger later. Who cares? All this food in here is expensive. We should just be getting churros and shit and eating later. But no. No. And not only could he just express his displeased, like, attitude over lunch only... He's in now in funk mode for the rest of the fucking trip. Not just the rest of lunch, not just the rest of the day, not just the rest of the evening, the rest of the motherfucking trip. He is silent, like for real. He's like a fucking mute, Charlie Chaplin or some shit. He's just not talking to anybody. He didn't eat until the next morning because he's that shitty about it. And he's going to prove a point of how shitty he is about it. So he doesn't eat lunch that day and he's silent as shit while he hands out $100 bills so the rest of us can go get our fucking lunch. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You're going to sit here and pay hundreds of dollars to not eat and shit on the rest of their vacation? What the fuck is wrong with you? But then later when we go out to dinner, my son wants to go to a steakhouse. He always wants to go to a steakhouse and it's not a problem to go to a steakhouse. Who gives a fuck? So we go to Tony Roman's for some fucking steak and when we get there, my dad comes in and initially he sits down with us. But then after about like 10, 15 minutes, he just stands up and he goes to wait in the car while we eat. Blow me. If you don't get the fuck over yourself, fine, go, bye, go sit in the car. Why? Why are you like this? What's funny about that is the last time we went to Disneyland, he had the same little fucking fit in a Denny's. He came and sat in with us and then he, he bitches because the air conditioning was on full blast, even though it was fucking goddamn sauna down there. But he like just has this outburst in the middle of the restaurant. It's too cold in here. Can't eat in here. It's freezing. 
and he marches his little fucking pouty butt outside of Denny's and sits his ass out on the little bench outside while we all sat in there and ate our meals like adults. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my dad, but he really has a hard time getting his emotions in check and back on track when he has a little fit. He, like, the rest of the day was basically fucking ruined. And what's funny was we went back to take a break from Disney California, right? Because shit was not going correctly. And the hotel that we were staying at had a pool. And my son is a fish, dude. So we bring his swim trunks everywhere we go. He could not wait to get in that pool. And what's funny is, I know my boyfriend's looking at him like, we have a fucking pool at home. Blah, 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 blah. We're at Disneyland. Look how shitty everybody's making Disneyland. I'd want to go in the goddamn pool. You know what? As a matter of fact, I am going to go in the fucking pool. Fuck Disney. Fuck people. All you fucking people suck. We ended up not even going back to the park after that. We spent half a day in Disney, California, and then the hell ride home did not disappoint as far as being shit cherry on the cake. My dad is a fucking maniac. He's like missing exits and shit and running out of gas last minute. So he has to get off at this little bum fuck fucking gas station when there was an entire outlet mall two miles back. We could have stopped at, but no, you're not hungry yet. Uh, we barely made it, people. And I just don't understand. <laughs> I want a real vacation. No matter what vacation we go on, they're always work like this. Camping, Disneyland, anything. It's a fucking pain in the ass. It's like a game of Monopoly for an entire fucking week with your family that just doesn't really ever end well. Jesus Christ. Universal Studios was fun. Visiting my boyfriend's family was fun. The first two days, really, they were fun. So I guess I shouldn't say the whole trip. Half of it, half of it was a fucking shit show. All because adults can't act like adults. We always have too many plans that we get disappointed on. Me and my son are perfect and, you know, one of these days, though, I guarantee you, I swear to God, if it kills me, I'm going to have a relaxing vacation. I don't care who the fuck it's with. I like chilling with myself. I love myself enough to be okay and be comfortable in my solace. Who knows, though? Maybe at some point, like, before we all die. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers... Feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye.